very glad, just personally, that this didn't come out in February. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like we're gonna honor our Negro friends with the dolls. No, Would have seemed a little cheap, perhaps. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, no, it's happening right. right here in lovely July. Mm. Yeah, the hottest of the hot. And um, I really enjoyed yeah, the story. Days. I'm very you. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. I'm actually very surprised because mm. normally I don't like stories that are like, well, we gotta teach you what it's like. Hey, you know, in the black experience in America. No. Like, uh, yeah, you mean every day of my life forgets well, you. But this focused, I think, a lot on the character's own story. Do you know what I mean? It didn't mm-hmm. really come across as like, this is what it was like. And here's a large, we're going to paint broad brush strokes about society. And it seemed sure. it was very focused on the characters and focused on story at hand. Well, it was, but I got to disagree with you on one factor there. I, I do think that it did a, re- uh, a really good job of uh, incorporating the nuances into um into what it was like for uh for folks just to interact with each other when it came at least back then uh well black then yeah mm. um, um <laughs> to interact with each other uh when it comes to you know folks nudging you and saying those little snot side comments uh, you know coming out their mouth about uh, another race and and r- random folks in here when they think they're talking to another white man are telling them comments like you know you got to be careful around the niggas you know because all that. and he's like yeah you shouldn't probably shouldn't say that word outside of this club here where you're safe. And I'm like, yo, yes, that's what I wanted to say. And I also thought they did a good job of presenting, um, the main character's name is Zane. Yep. Uh, Zane Pitchback. Pinchback, Pinchback, which I thought may have been a little, I don't know, one of those, a uh, slight pun name. By the uh, way, I've never. Pinches back. But it's, um, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll finish that in a second. You no, never. my God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, no, I was just saying that also um, while I'm reading this, I'm thinking, why, why, why is he taking this? Why is he doing this? Why is he reacting this way? And then I realized I'm looking at it from the eyes of a black man in 2018, not as a black man in, 19, in 1930, where in social right, interaction would be right, completely right, different. Right. You know, and he'd be used to a completely yeah, different way of life. His was incredibly different. Yeah, so that was actually like really interesting to, to see now. as I picked it up over time. You know what I mean? It's like watching any old film now with uh, any sort of racial thing going on. It's like, God, how did that pass? It's like, well, mm-hmm. time was different. It doesn't make it okay. It just means. Yeah. Uh, a lot of was, that stuff, you get yeah. to see how um, how just general uh, societal norms have changed. Correct. You ever yeah, watch yeah. I Love Lucy? Yes. Funny show. Mm. Yeah. How many references to, Lu- to to Ricky just backhanding Lucy and her just like taking it? Right. Uh, where we're like the, the, the right, norm right, right. in like every episode. Yeah, it's just how it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it. It, well, it makes it bad, yes, but it just – you can't blame them. You can't teach a class in uh, judging um, old movies or old uh, TV shows. Uh, I by feel like you could. I went, I went to film school. So, excuse me. We went to film school. That's yours, yes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but yes. we can't and teach a class in classes. judging of the, those things and by contemporary moral standards. Well, we not, not, okay, not by contemporary moral sh- standards, you know but you, you – they some of them do make you aware of, no, this happened and this is how messed up it was. I but it's history. Don't so look at me. Okay, I know. I, stu- <laughs> I, studied, I studied film. Not only did I study film, I graduated in 2004. You'd think mm. a good – like close to 100 years later, we could stop looking at D.W. Griffith as mm. um, this pioneer filmmaker and he focus was, on – No, just because he was first doesn't mean he wasn't a dick, all right? He and, was. And that makes him a pioneer these movies. Oh, This was the first in-camera editing, yes, but in-camera editing of a black dude picking his feet in the Senate. Like, come on, man. Um, anyway, so I'm getting off. Still I'm getting off on a, the, the, the I don't give a goddamn. All right. Um, anyway, I'm going All off right. on a tangent. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that was a good one tangent. Thing, one thing uh, I actually didn't like about this book, and maybe you can 
uh, speak mm-hmm. to whether or not it moved you or not, if you recall. Uh, the humor that they try to pepper in here and there. No, it was awkward. It all fell it was flat. really awkward. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not like, oh, you know, this isn't the right situation for it. It's just like the book doesn't paint itself as any kind of entertaining, like, hey, you're going to read this, you're going to have a laugh, it's going to yeah. uh, waka waka, none of that. Yet every now and then someone busts out a quip and it's just like, uh, That's not funny. It, it <laughs> felt very shoehorned and it felt very like, our subject matter is getting too dark. Here's a light-handed joke because it is a comic yeah. book, and it just like some of the characters also felt more real than others. You know, um, if I recall correctly, there was the there's stuff about um, the so the main plot is is basically that the the main character is trying to help his brother, mm-hmm. and uh, so the brother has a girlfriend, and she's kind of this weird. I don't want to say comic relief, but she has like this whole like I'm gonna have a moonshine operation. Mm. And, like, it just doesn't, it felt like almost two unconnected stories trying to be put together. Oh, definitely, because especially you'll have that story, and then that'll be intercut with, okay, well, now I got caught up in a lynching. Like, what the f- Yeah, it was like, just very uh, distracting from the main plot of the story. Yeah, and that's not to speak too ill of this book. That's just a jarring thing that I think they um, their reach extended their grasp, you know what I'm saying? Um, which... I mean, really doesn't take away from the prestige of this book. It just adds a little extra. It's like hearing your priest tell a dick joke. You know, something like that. Is that a thing? Is that a thing that happens? Uh, I know know, know priests that tell, you know priests that tell dick jokes. That's fair. But do they tell them to their congregation? That's That's what I'm saying. You're just up there (laughs) and yay. Well, Moses did say to... uh, to, uh, Sounds to, like a to Steve Pontius Harvey Pilot, joke in the Kings of um, Did you get it wet? You know, it's just like oh, yeah, it's just the most inappropriate. Right out of the Bible. Yep. All right. Well, the book is called Incognito Renaissance. It's the uh, re-release of a ten-year-old uh, series. I highly recommend checking it out, Mix. I mean, I really liked it. All right, fantastic. Check it out. All right, we got a call coming in on the line, and now we are speaking to the illustrious, the indomitable, the incomparable Frankie Stein. Frankie, what's going on? Hey, how's it going tonight, you guys? Ah, doing A-OK. In the house, you're talking to Pat B. Black Adam Willis. Yes. And the one and only Mix McCobb. Hello. Oh, hey. Mix, you just had a great show. You just did uh, enter, uh, the Wasteland show, yeah, right? Yeah, the Wasteland, the Mad Max show that I do was last Friday. Thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I am such a great show. I've heard nothing but good things. Unfortunately, I live all the way out in New York, and I haven't been able to see that show, but... I love everything that I see and what you and Lilith Beast have been putting out, so I'm so happy to be on the air with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We're excited to have you talk about your upcoming awesomeness. Yes, please. Oh, thank you very much. All right, well, Frankie, you are joining us to give us the inside stuff on her story, but before you do that, you want to give our listeners just a quick uh, a quick minute about who is Frankie Stein? Oh, well, Frankie Stein is... <laughs> I don't. I can't really even say what I am. I've been performing with the Slaughterhouse Society, um, formerly known as the Slaughterhouse Sweethearts, but I have been with them for about six or seven years now. And prior to that, I first got started in the burlesque scene with the Slutcracker. And over the years, I keep evolving and changing, but I would say that I am definitely the uh, hot mess comedian or one of them in the group. Um, I love being a part of the Slaughterhouse and the Boston Burlesque scene. If you guys have been to any shows in the Boston Burlesque scene, it's just amazing with the insanity that people put out, like Mad Max theme shows and uh, the show that we have coming up, that the, the Slaughterhouse Society has coming up at the Museum of Science on Thursday. We're doing Magic Dike in Space. Nice. Oh, and wait, wait, on wait, Friday, pause, pause, we have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I know oh. you guys had Mary Widow come in through there. So, we did, we did. Yeah, I've just been bumping and grinding throughout the burlesque scene for the past few years, and I'm really excited my first 
show, which is her story, which is on Sunday. Nice. Okay. Um, I want to. Yeah. I want to get to her story, but you, 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 you said something kind of, kind of threw me for a loop for a second. Magic Dyke in space. In space. In I know. Space. So we've done Magic tw- Magic Dyke twice now, and we've already cut to going all the way to Magic Dyke in space. So. The Museum of Science is really trying to be more supportive with its arts community, and they've started doing drag queen shows, and the Slaughterhouse Society is bringing a drag king show. So it's Magic Dyke in space. Um, I'm super pumped about it. I'm very excited about uh, who I will be betraying. We're doing all uh, rock gods, so each one of the society members is going to be in drag as a famous you know, rock star, and uh, I'm really pumped about it. We had uh, the first show sold out already, so the Museum of Science had to put on a second show. So if anybody has free time on their hands Thursday night, they should go to the Museum of Science and check out Magic Dyke in Space. Nice. Go ahead. Although I, I do know some of these shows, um, a lot of these shows are like direct takes on um, the, uh, the base material. And I know, uh, Mix, you mentioned Witten's The Wasteland. Yeah. I, I, I've seen, personally, I've seen firsthand your uh, Immortan Joe. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, which is also why my voice is a little creaky today. No, I hey. did a lot of yelling yeah. on Friday. No, it's all right. Work hard for the money. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, what I'm getting at is, Frankie, it sounds like you got you all may have missed an opportunity. Because oh, I, yeah. I, I know Magic Magic Dyke is a, is, a, is a play on Magic Mike. I'm assuming there's like mm-hmm. characters from there that are that are uh, parodied. Well, I'm I'm thinking Magic Mike in, Magic Dyke in space could have covered movies like The Right Stuff, Armageddon. You could have had you could have had a a, a drag king um uh, a drag king Burt Reynolds. Sounds like you don't want to miss a thing, Pat. I know. Well, you know my my drag king name is Holy Feldman, but when I'm feeling a little bit more mature, I go with Kurt Hustle. Yes. So I like the idea with the with the Burt Reynolds. I mean, this specific show with the Museum of Science is a hybrid thing with the Museum of Science. We can't go as full burlesque or as you know insane Magic Mike style of male stripping as we normally would if you catch us at Club Oberon when we do the show again. So this is a little bit more of a family-friendly version, but it's still going to be a lot of fun. We're using the entire planetarium space. Um, I don't want to give too much away with my act, but I'm pretty sure they're just going to be, like, projecting lots of different delicious meats behind me. I'm not really sure yet, but it's still going to be a lot of fun. You'll see people doing Freddie Mercury, Prince, um, a few others in there, a few classic ones as well. So you guys should definitely come and check it out. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Also, uh, Adam, yeah. you can back me up on this. Uh, uh, Hori Feldman. Um, Hori it, Feldman. It, it, it should it should be a, mm-hmm. a dancing Michael Jackson uh, in the background, shouldn't it? Uh, Is that he just uh, uh, he, he did I a poor, uh, you know, did I try to yeah. I try to hold on to the good days of, you know, not saying that he's not having some great days today because I'm sure he's I think of all, boys, boys, think of all these. Yeah. License yeah. Hey, to drive. Man, rock and roll high school forever, okay? Mm. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that one. That was such thank a great you. one. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. I actually really love taste. him in the burbs. My whole Horry Feldman character is based off of him being like this, you know, pizza delivery kid next door. So I really love him in the burbs. Nice. God, I love the oh. street. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I think uh, about. Adam, pull one out for mouth. All right. All right. Okay. Now let's talk about her story. Yeah. So um, I don't even really know where to begin with this idea of the show that I had, other than it's a modge podge of a million different things that like kind of hit me all at once. So 
Um, I really love these great children's books that have been coming out called Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. Um, I have two small children myself, and I love reading these stories to my kids because there were so many amazing women throughout history whose either stories I didn't really know um, or I didn't know them at all. So these books just kind of inspired me to be like, yo, I want to put on a show just really celebrating women and femmes throughout history and showing the sides of them that we haven't seen. Nice. Um, at the same time that I was reading these books to my kids one night, uh, I then watched the movie I, Tanya, which kind of like screwed me up a little bit because I love everything about Tanya Harding. But again, if you guys have seen that movie, it kind of gives you like a really different perspective. Yeah, I really wish they focused then, more on her boxing career. Oy. Yeah. Yo, that end of that part of that movie was, like, pretty dope. I really liked how she got back up. That was a really nice ending to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, and lastly, something that's actually been a really um, important thing to me is the wave of what's happening under FOSTA and SESTA. And if you mm -hmm. guys don't know what FOSTA and SESTA is, it's the um, Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act and Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. So, like, in this weird whirlwind of, like, reading all these really empowering books about women, watching this movie about a woman who I definitely had like a negative perception on as a child and then realizing their story and at the same time uh, having these acts come into place that are really threatening the lives of um, sex workers and strippers and cam girls. So I was like, yep. you know, I'm not just going to create a burlesque show that uh, highlights famous women in history, but I want it to be a benefit show. So parts, uh, the okay. proceeds from this show are going to go to organizations like Red Light Legal, Wonderful. which help. Yeah, it's a, it's a great organization. They help to uh, provide legal services um, to all people who work in the adult industry. And then there's also um, a few other ones as well that I'm looking into as well, um, like New Horizons, which is a wealth distribution amongst uh, sex workers. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Lastly, at the show, I will be taking donations for anyone who wants to support Alicia Walker. Alicia Walker is a um, POC sex worker who uh, had a who suffered a really terrible violent act um, in which she had to protect herself and another sex worker. And so because of that, she's now in prison. So we're kind of trying to collect um, funds to help for her commissary while she is, you know, living out the rest of her sentence. So it's a badass show. So like celebrating women of the history that have inspired you while also helping um, women out there that are just trying to survive right now underneath these new laws. So nice. that's that. Sorry, that was a bit of a ramble there. No, not at all. Please, you gave us the inside stuff. I'm liking, too, that um, it's for a good cause. Uh, sex workers, yeah. I know, get, a, um, get a, a, a bad view in the public eye. But think about where that information comes from a lot of the time, too. It comes from uh, a lot of conservatives who have an agenda, uh, people who want to push right. their own uh, their own mo, and they stop looking at these at sex workers as people. Um, and kind exactly, of, and there's no such thing as like I've always said. There's no bad whores. There's only bad laws. There's all these laws that you know make it really difficult for sex workers, which is one of is the oldest profession, and I think many people's favorite uh, profession <laughs> um, that stop us from being able to live like Adam's you know healthy face. normal lives. Protect each other, protect other people in the community from people who could be, you know, um, dangerous in the community because these laws stop us from being able to go to the police. So hopefully this will help to shed light 
Um, I'll be giving out a lot of information at the show about different organizations that people can donate to, where they can learn out more, and just basically, you know, debunking and demissing a bunch of, you know, I think past conceptions of what what and who sex workers are. Nice. All right. Yeah. Now, all right. Now let's talk about the show itself. Can you tell us yeah. any uh, any little tidbits about what the audience might see? What's going to get us there? I think this is going to be a really amazing show that combines, um, you know, people that you really resonate with, uh, people of our generation. So we're going to have a few, a few performers will be doing some famous musicians. So I think having someone that's really contemporary that strikes a chord with you nowadays, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really touching. We're having multi-talented performers coming through. I'm having two performers come in from New York, one of which is going to be portraying a very interesting feminine history that I never knew about. I don't want to say much because I don't want to give a lot away, but pretty much they're like a, a bisexual sword singing opera singer. So what? I'm just excited to see that on stage. Like give me opera and give me broadsword anytime and I am with it. So I think that will be really cool to see. All right, please tell me um, you're going to have some, choreo some, uh, some choreographed uh, uh, fencing on there. You don't fence with a broadsword. Well, sorry. She said sore. Okay. <laughs> uh, some choreographed Highlander action. Please tell me you lined up the quickening. Wow. I don't know about that. I know I'm very excited to see how they manage just to sing and use a sword, a sword on stage. That's all I can really say. All I don't really know what this person's going to be doing outside of that, from, but I'm very excited from for it. Frame Roger Rabbit, so it, it's silly in my head. <laughs> it's not want to be here. Yeah. All right. So I'm it's anxious about this, too. Taboo. All right. Uh, okay, so yeah, you see why I'm not in the show. <laughs> All right, so this so this um, singing swordplay, I'm there already. Okay, and I, I cut you yeah, off. Right? I'm sorry. There was a second. There was a second uh, uh, tit, uh, point you wanted to go into. Um, well, you know, it's just a really great show because I'm I'm really excited about the fact that I am having performers coming from a little bit all over the area and then some. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of major um, Boston performers that will be there. We have Ginny Nightshade from uh, Ginny Nightshade and Femme Bones who are both with me in the Slaughterhouse Society, but also Ginny Nightshade is from Old School. We're going to have Sugar Dish from the Buttcracker and the Lipstick Criminals there as well. Um, from New York, we're going to be having Sweet and Low and Essence Revealed and I really wanted to have performers who are in the show be people who are allies to sex workers as well. So the people that they're portraying in the show, but also the cause itself is really important to them. So I'm really glad that I have a great collective of people coming together mm -hmm. to put this show on and um, just show you some badass, badass babes from history. All right. Well, cool, man. Give us the information. Where can cats pick up tickets? Where are they going? When? Well, so the show is this Sunday, July 15th. Doors are at 7.30. Uh, show starts at 8. You can get tickets online, obviously, if you go to um, the Oberon website or if you go on Facebook and you follow, uh, you look up First Three, a burlesque retelling of infamous women. You can also follow the ticket link in there. Um, at the show, we will be collecting any kind of monetary donations, so feel free to bring some money if you want to donate a little bit extra to any of these organizations. Uh, there will be custom-made cocktails as well there that I have procured myself, and I'm quite excited about them. They're going to be delicious. What do you got? So just make sure you bring yourself, you bring your ability to be open up and listen and just taken through a magical history ride of beautiful, badass people. 
All right, awesome, awesome. So if you go to Amer- um, if I see if I can remember this, American Repertory Theater. Uh, yes. dot com, or you can check out you her it. story. Um, they can find it on mm-hmm. Facebook, right? Yep, you can follow it right on the Facebook page, or if you go to Oberon, Oberon has this great little events page, so you can just look up what's going on there this week, look for this Sunday, and you'll see it right on there as well. All and right. tickets are going by fast, so definitely if you're interested in coming, make sure you grab them. All right, good stuff. Get on that. All right, Frankie, thank you um, so much for talking with us. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a great night, and I'll see you in Boston this week. Yay. All right, take it easy. Peace. Goodbye. Peace. Okay. All right, so the show was her story. Adam, are you going to be there front and center? Sure thing. I hope so. Mm. All right. Now I'm going to kick it over to right back to Black Adam Willis. Yeah, not me Adam. next. I'm not next. Well, Don't look well, at me. Well, give, give it time. Uh, my man, you got <clears throat> to check out not yeah. Sicario, but Sicario 2. The Deuce. The sequel the to a movie that everyone <laughs> loved yet somehow forgot over the last year. Did they forget it? Dude, I, I enjoyed this movie so much the first I, time I haven't, I haven't seen two. I saw Sicario, and I completely forgot it was a thing until I saw the, the trailer for Sicario Because it two. didn't really need a sequel. <laughs> well, yeah, few okay. Things That's do. exactly why. It's just like, few well, things do. Few things do, and especially this didn't really set it up for a sequel either. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It ended perfectly. Like, Unlike you, Super Mario you, Brothers, which never got its sequel. Which, yeah, John Leguizamo is still open, <laughs> from what I hear. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I don't know, man. He's 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 like loosely hanging off the back of that John Wick train now. So. No, he's he's but still he's doing He great. just won a he just won a Tony. Yeah, he's John doing great. He just won, John Leguizamo just won a Tony award. What well, does he sing? Does he dance? I've never seen he him. He do does. Dance. He's been he's been singing and dancing forever. He just I, won a Tony I, for uh, uh, Latin history for morons. Man, I watched. The By the pest, way, I'm, I I'm the, the most once like a month. I have yet to see John Leguizamo guy. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. find him. Yeah, I, he, I, I I watch Executive Decision twice a year. Yeah, I've yet to see. He it. has <laughs> such good um, uh, Stephen Skull stories. Too. I think it's he has <laughs> such good um, uh, uh, improvisational skills. No, he has, he has anyway. great right. Seagal stories. Oh. Anyway, right. no, 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 no. Uh, Leguizamo. I wouldn't put it past him because I, I I have seen him do like other stuff, and I know he's a talented guy. He started off he's as a comic. Extremely and he's extremely talented, and he's he's coming. done a lot of stuff. Um, so he blew you away in this one, apparently. He's not in this, but... Uh. How do we get on John Leguizamo then if he's not he's in? he's wonderful. She brought him up anyway. You mi- L- mix, Listen, mix. I'm sorry. Anyway, right, this is... They're, they're, it's funny that you brought this up because okay? this is a movie about who's not... About who's in this, but who's not in yes, this. Yes, another, another prominent black, uh, prominent uh, because uh, Josh actor. Brolin's in this. Like Josh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Prominent He's Latino actor Josh Brolin. Year. Yes, and this is the the summer of Brolin. Is yeah, the summer of Brolin because he's in this movie. He's, he's Thanos. Mm-hmm. He's Cable. And he's Cable. Somewhere Stephen Lang is crying himself too. Like he's got three giant movies like consecutive, like, like, Lang, like three weeks. I'm, I'm so, okay, I'll stop. I'll three stop. weeks, you know what I mean, apart. Like that's his summer, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. rotating like movie after movie after movie. Yeah, also, it's good to see a guy I, like I'll that. I'll bet he like, retires in the next couple of years though if he's working his ass off like this now. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not small roles either. He didn't. He didn't like do a weekend and. He's making that Thanos money. He's making that too. Now he is. Yeah. They've got to bring him yeah. back. They've been. They've been like just squeezing him. For, he's not for the past. doing. He's not doing the Goonies anymore. Yeah. Right. This isn't thrashing. Hey man, he's, he's, <laughs> it's good enough. Yeah. Anyway, so Sicario two. We're right back to Corey Feldman on that comment. So. Oh, you yeah. got that. So you, we, we right. drop in Sicario too. We drop yeah. De- Dennis Villeneuve, mm-hmm. who is the director of the first one, mm-hmm. and who's obviously doing um, uh, super huge movies now. 
Mm. You you drop uh, the cinematographer uh, Roger Deakins, mm. and you drop em- Emily Blunt, mm. who is the actress in the first one, and all you really gain is nobody. Oh boy, whoa, <laughs> really whoa, selling what you, it. What would all really? Benicio? So all you have is Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. And Josh Brolin. Why do you say? Fair. Why do you say all you have? I was that about is to a, say that's a lot to have. Yeah, that combo was ridiculous. But I'm saying like that's like you, when you drop th- a serious director, the best cinematographer, mm-hmm. and a serious actress, like you, you do lose a bunch. And just like, thinking when you're like making um, a, a a sequel. That's uh, not really a good formula to, to I, make I don't know, man, because, I mean, uh, I think past cases will show. And, of course, I'm talking about everyone's favorite movie, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, my God, yeah. Where you lost all the... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Did you see that in theaters? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm one of the, like, three people on the planet that likes that movie. I yeah. like it. You like... Well, I'm one of the four people on this planet that likes that movie. Right I there. had an initial D <laughs> movie screening day. We got the two day, in. Yeah. And then the... I watched Initial D, and then I went to see Tokyo Drift. Wait, Initial D is a game. What? Initial D is, a, is an Initial anime series, D is a movie and there's a live-action series. Really? Yeah. I'm Initial unfamiliar. D- I, I know the game Initial D. Yeah. I did not know it was, a, it was an what? anime it's or a, a whole, movie. Oh, my gosh. Oh. None of that's new. Okay, well, I'm going to teach you all about the game. Y'all teach me about the movie and the show. Oh, and boy. It'll be, it'll be a symbiotic relationship. I woke up at like 7 a.m. to watch Initial there's D gonna, uh, Josh over there. Uh, Brian over there is going to teach me about the board game. Initial D, the board game. But we are we are off topic from from not yes, sorry. fast and furious. Adam, Adam, you were sounding very unimpressed with Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro. I am not unimpressed. No, he was saying that that's all you need. I know, I was ribbing him. That was, okay. This is that, all that, you that need. Was, that was that was jocularity. All right, all right. And you see the trails for this movie. It's just like, okay, we're gonna turn you loose. He's talking to Alessandro. He's like, did the first one it was super violent did you really need the <laughs> yeah. sequel to be like okay we're gonna turn your list did it really need more violence yes the answer is yes always yes absolutely come on the man answer. no one goes to predator 2 for like the uh the, answer the backstory yes. where they drink tea and talk about and uh, so the story of this movie um they macrame. suspect uh the mexican government of snuggling uh smuggling over terrorists mm. and um and so to set up a war to make it uh this whole thing where we can attack uh, the Mexican government mm-hmm. is they're going to kidnap the daughter of one of the cartels and blame it on one of the other cartels. Mm-hmm. And hopefully those two factions are going to start a war with each other, which they can then attack themselves. You and get the so, jets against the sharks, man. Yeah. That's how it goes. So somewhere along the lines here, they get separated, and Benicio yeah, del Toro is with the daughter here, mm-hmm. and he has to choose between protecting this girl or just turning her over, and that's where the 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 whole moral play lies. And however, he is a guy who has lost his daughter; he's lost his wife from the previous movie, mm-hmm. and that's what turned him into this guy that he is now. Okay, so are we following his story, or are we following? We're following mostly his story. Okay, that's new. Yeah. Right. And and you're kind of following it from the uh, the first movie as well, but we're following more um, like the the government story. Anyways, this movie is so violent <laughs> and so intense, and it's like, but is the violence for nothing? Does it does it stand for nothing? And that's, yeah, that's where the question that's I where have. we kind of like draw the line here. Like like it. it uh, well, you saw it with fresh eyes, man. What, what what's your take? It's mostly just violent. Really? <laughs> yeah. The story's lacking in 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 favor a of a little bit. Wow. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Damn. it's it's so over the top, and it, and it's good, and I do enjoy it, and I do enjoy that violence like that. But mm-hmm. however, like I need it to mean something, right. 
in well, this I mean, way, I think it was, we it was know, gratuitous. We know you people bought John Wick the children's book. So we, right. we get where you're right. coming from. It was a little gratuitous, uh, is what I'm saying. Okay. This movie. And it's it's just so intense, and it's so this guy on the, and like I said, do we need this guy to be turned loose? Because I think he was turned loose in the first one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, like, they thing. don't hold back in the first one. So this one is oh, just no, like, didn't. literally like bullets to the bodies, like people blowing apart and just endless Damn. endless just streams of bullets and violence and blood all right and then guts. let me ask you then since it seems like story is itself is taking a back seat do you think this might be a um uh kind of like a john rambo situation where they have the story they're looking to tell but it gets overshadowed by the violence john was... rambo what the second one was written by james cameron too by the way the second Rambo? Fun or facts. Second? Fun facts. You're talking about, you're talking about <laughs> One of the great writers of action movies. Wait, you're, talking about, you're talking about the second First Blood? or, or yes. uh, John? Okay, yeah, I'm talking about the, um, John Rambo. Rambo 4. Was the, was Sloan came back ridiculously violent. He's in the, he's in, I don't even remember. It's been literally blowing years. body parts to pieces. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, yeah. They, it's, it's, they, have a, they have a decent story to tell, but they know the violence is kind of the hook. So they go nth degree almost arbitrarily. I would say this you is First this Blood is, Part 2. Actually. Okay, okay, so not necessarily like just violence for violence's sake, just an exorbitant amount of violence, but still not entirely losing that story. It's still connected to the first one. Mm-hmm. However, just like, yeah, like, hey, what are we going to do to this one? Let's crank up the violence. Let's crank up the gore and everything like that. It's just, it's really that. Let's lose a couple characters. Right. How do we make up for that? Everyone's die. Well, that works in some cases, man. Did it work in this? I didn't not enjoy it. <laughs> That's a really so, I mean, you're getting I re- really, really selling it to us. Like, yeah. wow, it's just it like I did terrible. like it, but it's just not. A, like, I don't think it's a good movie, but like, I do like it for the violence. I but like, sure how do you sell that? Like, eyes. how do I want a, to put that out there? Like, yes, do you really enjoy some that part do, of it? Yeah, some people do, man. Okay, let me ask you then. Does it seem like and makes you go back me up on this because you know these audiences exist? Yeah. Does it seem like it's trying to attract? Less the folks that are interested in these characters and more the folks that are just going to see uh, gore, bodies, destruction. The Michael Bay crowd is what I'm getting at. Yes. Yeah. That seems that's like the crowd. Okay, so it definitely seems like that's who they're attracting or, or looking to target. Well, if you like that and you also like really good actors doing it. Well, I mean, <laughs> so it's, like, it's, 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 a, it's a good problem to have. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, like, I mean, it's it, like it'll, Josh it'll still make Brolin, money, you get like Benicio still... Del Toro. It's, it's, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. However, it's extremely violent, and it's extremely unnecessary. All right, so what Adam Wilson's saying is take the kids to see Sicario <laughs> 2. Um, apparently, they'll enjoy this one. Starring uh, Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said this one's by James Cameron? No, I'm no. saying... Uh, okay, all right, all right. You said, no, I'm not saying that. All right. <laughs> um, it's, in, it's in theaters now. It is. All yeah. right. Uh, Sicario 2, does this get your official thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to give it my thumbs up just because. Like, just because? Just because. Like, it is so over the top and so bloody and so great. It's just, but at the same time, it's like, is it necessary? No. But, like, do you need to satisfy that part of your body? Kind of. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sure. All right. Go same reason it. we love Blade of the Immortal. Because, exactly. because at, at exactly one point, literally, and it makes, I know we talked about it. I don't remember Sometimes if you were you on don't, that show. It's just like you don't. But, necessarily require that but like oh i'm all about it it quenches a thirst that you didn't know you needed if the story is lacking at least give me that much right yeah i will yes all right sicario 2 check it out all right mix i was talking about blade of the immortal 
Um, it was that uh, a Japanese samurai movie that came out. Uh, I saw it at the Kendall Theater. Yeah. Uh, had a limited release. And did you see that? Like three times. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> sometimes you really just need a conversation happening over a literal river of blood. <laughs> it's just a thing that makes me happy pants. Just like gets me right here in the cockles of my heart. All right, but now it's I want to talk about... It's also based on a manga. Oh, even better. Yeah. With, with the rivers of blood in mind. Yeah. Yes! Of course, it was black and white, wasn't it? Of course. Ah, of course it was. You need to see the red. The red, the red really makes it pop. The red does make blood <laughs> pop. Here. I'm going to disagree. I, I prefer, in, in Inuyasha, the manga, the blood's all black to get past the oh, censors. Oh, well, that's, that, that's Inuyasha. Big, big so. fan of that. Yeah, it's Inuyasha. It's, all, it's notoriously terrible. So now we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's right, I said it. Only you saw it, my friend. Uh, it's okay. It's okay because I will... I will. I um, want to see it. I'm really excited will, about it. Uh, cool. I will express... I get a lot of questions. I'm going to let you go into it. feelings about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because this is a story about how one guy, uh, Scott Lang, mm-hmm. um, really delves himself into the white Anglo-Saxon uh, Protestant community <laughs> and learns to <laughs> I was wondering if that joke uh, was going to come out now it, or later. It, the it, it, ha- like it had right to. Off I, that. I've been sitting on it for like two days, and I just, you know, it had to happen. <laughs> but no, Ant-Man and the Wasp. This Finally, is the a white guy to, makes good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the follow-up uh, to 2016's Ant-Man, the surprisingly popular um, What's uh, surprising about it's so <laughs> good? Yeah, it yeah. actually was. It, it looked like it's a Marvel movie where they're taking a more comedic take. It's a which heist movie. It's a heist movie, um, and as far as I can tell, that's only really worked. I just uh, have a problem with people Guardians saying Marvel galaxy. surprise. Like, there's nothing surprising. Well, Marvel didn't about d- doesn't the have Marvel doesn't have a hundred percent track record. We liked. Um, I know, Ragnarok. but I'm still not surprised if it's successful, with it. whether or not. It's, yeah. Look at Iron Man 2, still uh, the black spot on that trilogy, so even though Iron Man 3 was Only because the others are so excellent, though. Mm. Well, yes. yes. Like, Iron on its own, it's still a pretty good movie. Correct. Mm, yeah. It's Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's not saving it. What? Uh, Mickey I got a Mickey Rourke rant at the end of the show. I got a Mickey Rourke rant at the end of the show. Okay, I'm really excited about this. Okay, well, this is the story of Scott Lang. He's paying for... Um, the association with known criminals. This takes place directly after of the Avengers, mm. um, and in between Avengers and Avengers: Infinity War. Which we so it's really interesting. Yeah. We didn't see. At the end of this last one. Oh no, no, and um, this explains why he wasn't in uh, Infinity War. Which right. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to spoil that for anybody. But it's been, what, if three months? If you've seen Infinity War, you know he's not in it. Yes, and if you haven't, well, he's not in it. But it's been months. So I'm, 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 I'm. It's also I'm, not I'm, much I'm of a spoiler. It's coming now, yeah. Well, not yeah. in a movie. Well, true, but maybe he could have affected. You know, I mean, he could have, he could have gotten really big and punched Thanos in the face. I, I don't know. <laughs> he uh, could have. Actually, yeah. I do remember something in the advertising where it's like, wasn't Thanos holding a giant hand? Wasn't that supposed to be like Ant Man? He's like holding the hand. Oh well, Giant Man, whatever. He's holding the hand and just looking at him like, "Are you, cra- are you kidding me? I'm Thanos. You know who? I came to this planet. I think Anyways, you dreamt this." I did not. No, I it's, it it's a thing. I'm telling you. All right, all right. I'm going to find it. <laughs> uh, that ain't real. I don't, I don't know what Ant-Man Thanos fanfics you were reading that night, oh, but I don't on. remember this from any of the marketing. Look, you, you know you want to read them. You couldn't handle my fiction. Read them. That's right. Uh, sir, I am writing them. All right. Um, well, Scott is now back in action, and his company, uh, his, his uh, boys that were his crew, have now started a company. 
uh, of their own. So the former thieves now operate a security firm. It was kind of like an interesting take for those characters. Mm -hmm. And Hank Pym and daughter are back in his world. Why? Well, we'll see. To tell you why, unfortunately, it's kind of a major spoiler because it's a huge plot point. But it does lead into a couple of cool cameos, which I didn't expect. And I expected to walk into this getting a comedy movie, and I walked out getting exactly what I expected. Normally, that would make it kind of a blasé, kind of a dull experience, but I actually had a lot of fun in this. I'm pretty surprised, too, that uh, they really didn't try to ham-fist any more Marvel characters. In this isn't a Marvel movie where it's like, hey, we got to see the Falcon again. We got to see Captain America in the background, you know, just mm. arbitrarily. We got to see um, Winter Soldier. They got to have the Black Panther connection. None of those. They kept it a uh, a, a bottle, a bottled compartmentalized. So was it funny Ant-Man because <laughs> like I'm when I'm, I'm seeing the previews for this movie, I'm thinking like, is it Beverly Hills Cop one, <laughs> or is it Beverly Hills Cop two? Ah, that is a tough call to make, my right. friend, because this is more, they started off with Beverly Hills Cop, and then right. they gave you Tango and Cash. Oh, but you know yeah. how big of a fan of Tango and Cash I am. Yeah, I, I do, and I'm sorry for you. <laughs> um, this really goes out of its way to show that, uh, to show why we like Scott. Um, every scene in this movie is, Scott's just a guy trying to do the right thing. And when the right thing seems like the wrong thing to certain people, even though we, the audience, like, no, that's stupid. This dude has to do it. Come on. But everyone in the theater's like, I mean, in the, in the, on the screen's like, come on, Scott. He's how, Paul Rudd. How, how, how can you, you, how can you dislike what he's doing? I'm so glad I live in a world where family. Paul Rudd is a Marvel superhero. Isn't it really? wild? Like, I love this. Well, why does like, why, I why remember does, uh, when. Just, uh, Adam's probably going to hit it. All right, what do you get? <laughs> I'm just saying, I remember when. Um, What's the movie when he came out? Uh, Clueless. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I hope to see you, just not sporadically. Yes, it's just like he's so brilliant in just that that small, finite role. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's, like he's, to see him. Yeah, no, he's got his chops, man. He's he's come a long way uh, to help us forget that he was in um, This Is Forty. So I'll give it to him. Because that was a god awful picture, but no, Paul Rudd is actually the heart of this movie. Um, a lot of different, a lot of characters uh, try to present themselves as well. You know, we really feel for Hank Pym because this. You know, his uh, family's reintroduced and they're going to do this. I really came to see Michael Pena tell them stories. Well, I you know, but Paul Rudd. I've is, seen it pushed a lot as the the first one of the first Marvel movies as a female led. Um, yeah, they say that, and that's one. That's that's where they really let me down. You don't really get much uh, from the Wasp in this. Really? Um, so they're just bl- blatantly lying. She no, well, not blatantly lying. She's there in action scenes, and she does take like the forefront in action scenes. But we're talking about a movie where there's an action scene every maybe thirty minutes. Ooh, mm. I like that though. Well, there's like, but there's like four. That's what and makes the, me pissed at like things like Infinity War. Like I just felt like I was being overloaded. Right. Well, I, I like the action, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is it is scene. not a female-led movie. If they're if they're really pushing that, um, yeah, that's a complete fabrication because okay. she's there. She's a prominent role, and you like her, but at, by the end of the movie, um, they pull like a reverse damsel in distress. That's like the one actual feminist moment in this quote-unquote female-led movie. Sure. You know? Um, I mean, I'll say at the very least, it's not the greatest Marvel movie, which is kind of, it sounds like I'm undercutting it. It's I'm not. I'm saying that it's Ant-Man. There's a lot of Marvel movies, And this movies, is exactly so the sequel. Not. Yeah, this is exactly the sequel that I expected us to be given. And I walked out not disappointed. Not surprised, but not disappointed. Great. Um, now, you had questions, man. What's going on? Actually, I thought you answered him. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I thought, like, this was, it, 
Was it mostly a comedy? It was. You know? It was mostly a comedy. I expected them to tone down the comedy because we're uh, dealing with a movie that's coming supposedly after the effects of Infinity War. No, which I thought this takes place before moment. that. This takes place during. So, like, oh. imagine like the day before everything blows up with Thanos. That's when this movie takes place. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I that's mean. the problem I think now with uh, these movies. Like you have to They're, place them exactly. Yeah. Like where do they fall? In, in that that which they screw, no up, which they screw up all the time. Like yeah. Spider-Man's timeline makes no sense. Right. Well, yeah, but he's Correct. fifteen. Cut him a break. But you can't. Uh, <laughs> it's it's um it's a movie that's not really meant for uh, hardcore comic uh, comic fans. More for general audience. That hardcore Ant Man fan shouldn't go. Hey, you make fun of all these things. No, I'm a I fan of the of. most obscure characters. I love Morbius. The like, man, I like the worst things. We had a full-on discussion about how I like the Ray. And you were like, nobody knows the Ray. <laughs> I'm like, I know so many in- intimate, intricate details about this character <laughs> that it hasn't been part. What I'm saying is somewhere out there, there is an Ant-Man fan. And I'm saying that, I'm sorry, my friend, this is sadly not the movie you were hoping it would be. So are you seeing this because movie this is for a Paul Rudd, I'm not seeing it for Paul Rudd. I'm seeing it for my uh, so for dreamy. Michael Douglas. He is. I'm he's seeing dreamy. it for Michael Douglas. The man still has those acting chops, even though he's Mike pushing Douglas 100. Mike Douglas is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mike he's Douglas. Pushing. Mike Douglas, Mike is, Douglas is an is old great. dude and looks it. I'm sorry. Like Kirk Douglas is still alive. By the Kirk way. Douglas is still alive and yeah. Mike, and he looks younger than Mike Douglas does right now. Oh, that's ah. you are so mean. Man, see the and that I'm that is Dred and I'm Douglas I'm, 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 I'm I am about, Spartacus. I'm talking sorry. about one of my favorite actors. So let <laughs> me you know, Mike. I love Mike Douglas. I still do. Wow. But yeah, I love the them is, all. I love them both. Kirk Douglas <laughs> was one of my favorite human beings. I, I remember seeing his first Doug, uh, Kirk Douglas movie at back in the talkies. I am ta- sorry, in, in, I remember in, my, like, in, in the talkies. Kirk Douglas is that good. Back in 1940, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Adam. Stop uh, it. Uh, all right, now I grew up with the Disney Channel too, man. I, I, I dug uh, Captain Nemo in 20,000 Leagues. Mm. But yeah, we're talking about Michael Douglas here. He's old. Yeah. Um, the cameos in this, I mentioned earlier, uh, they will surprise you. They do, like, nothing with them. They introduce these characters, and you're thinking, okay, wow, I guess they sprung for this person. Oh, they're going to do some stuff. And then they don't really. They, oh, the, they the sprung for it. this person, like Marvel Lane got the, the, the pockets. Well, no, what I'm getting at is you get someone big name, you want, them to see, you want to see them do some big stuff. And in this movie, it's almost a red herring. They do do thing. They, they do... Uh, things, but not as like world changing as you're led to believe. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I guess I'm just different. Like, I I, I wish I don't need it to be world changing. Right. I I, I, I want to watch a story about I Ant-Man. wish Marvel movies would right, be on then. almost on a, a smaller scale, like almost like like the comics. Also, yeah. though, like not every comic. One of the things I've always Touch loved about Marvel yeah. comics is that they'll have large overarching events, mm-hmm. but then certain characters kind of live in a microcosm of those events. Like a really good example is Squirrel Girl, mm-hmm. where they'll be large, you know, intercomic tie-ins and crazy stuff happening. Yeah. But Squirrel Girl kind of always has her own thing going on within yeah. that. Like, and oh, I mean, I'm looking forward Dr. to Doom. seeing how with well, squirrels. I'm looking forward to seeing Ant Man, and something that I've been looking forward to about it is that it's a self-contained story about Ant Man, mm-hmm. and it's not like okay, here's another piece of the Marvel tapestry for right. for the hardcore fan who has seen all of it to get another piece of the puzzle. I want to go in and watch Ant Man and the Wasp. Right, I think well, that's why I, I liked Black Panther. It's just like yeah, oh, Black I'm... Panther also was a great like. Here's a Black Panther. Story. He's a Black of Panther course, story, it ties and now into it's a larger like, world. Oh, but man. And, and the only thing I sighed about was like, oh, now they got to tie this in somehow. Man, there's just no pleasing like, either of you. No, we're I'm saying like, we I'm are pleased. pleased. I'm, I'm saying I'm really happy with it, but I'm like, why do they have to keep the movie? Promises a lot. 
and delivers the bare minimum. But surprisingly, that bare minimum was just enough to get it a thumbs up. And Yay. I mean just enough to get it a thumbs up. So I definitely recommend seeing it if you're into the whole Marvel um, uh, overbearing Penumbra. story. I think, of, yeah. a, I think there's this an audience Panopticon. Yeah. It'll definitely give you... Cl- yeah, it is It is definitely uh, Marvel's opus. Um, and the Stanley cameo is easily the weakest. And I mean of all of... I mean, this is counting the Incredible He's Hulk TV show so where he played like old. jury number seven. Uh, By the way, in, uh, in, in R.I.P. Yeah, Disco. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and rest in peace. Oh, Steve man. That yeah, I wore happen. a whole Doctor Strange outfit yesterday, and yeah. one of the uh, quick quick aside, somebody on the street was like, "Oh, Ditko," because <laughs> <laughs> I had sweatpants on that just say like Doctor oh, Strange down the side Ditko. of the. But it's like this dude's <laughs> I wish reaction I could get was just, that. I yeah, this dude's reaction that. was just, "Oh, Ditko." Oh, Ditko. All right, all right, well, that's random, but yeah. rest in peace, Steve Ditko, one of the uh, pioneers of uh, of comics today, and sure. uh, Ant Man the Wasp. Um, it's Ant-Man 2. That's pretty much what it is. It's the Great. Uh, I can't wait to see it. All right. Then you will not be disappointed. And I Kirk do, Douglas I, is 101 for the record. Oh, man. Kirk Douglas is 101 years old. he still kick the ass of everybody in this room. He is so good in so many old movies. 101 years old. He is Thanos. Barrel-chested. <laughs> just. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Just old man strength exponential. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, so on that, on that <laughs> now, note, I'm, I'm going I'm to kick it over to Mix McCall. Yeah, you gave me this great uh, game to check out. Yes, indeed. Oh, you got boy. to play Riff. Hours of fun, let mm-hmm. me tell you. I'll give us a, Describe Riff for um, us, please. So Riff is a game, as far as I can tell, and I went to their website mm-hmm. to make sure, because when you sent it to me, I wanted to make sure that I got the right game, mm-hmm. and this is 100% what it is. So you there, there were four videos, uh, music songs to choose from, mm-hmm. like a Pantera song, and then there was a, an Everclear song. And and and, and uh, you wait, can wait, wait. How do you go from rain and blood? To yeah, I know, I, will, I know. I Don't just let me finish, man. So then, <laughs> what you do is, I've so seen them I know both this game is also show. available for VR, but mm-hmm. this was for my phone. So you look through your phone, and you can hold it up and like find a place, and it had to have a flat surface visible because mm-hmm. it matters for some reason, I guess. And you can project, you know, in your magic uh, hand computer, it looks like a little, almost like rock band band plays the song you click mm. and you could be like oh ha ha this band <laughs> is playing everclear upon my bed but like there's really yeah, nothing so else to do it <laughs> it looks like it came out 10 years ago oh really it does not look great <laughs> i took some screenshots so if you if you want it for anything up i can I make will sure buy they get up a on garden no. it, but like <laughs> it's there's nothing so you can either like set it up so there's a quote-unquote portal mm. so if you like walk back you can like make it look like there's a portal into like a music club like in your hallway or something or oh, you can just make cool, them so. perform but like there's really nothing like you, you can't do anything you can't interact with the band no. you can't like cheer hold up no. the lighter you can do nothing damn can't even like throw a baseball. and you can watch them perform you know like father of mine or something like it wasn't <laughs> this wasn't great well okay maybe it's not meant for like one of those um i'm playing you know the, the music guitar I hero scenarios what the point of this game is, is it well is it is it like you can request songs no and is, it, is it a glorified music player yeah okay could it at least tie into like the music you have on your phone it doesn't do that those? I suppose one could make it do that, but it only can play the songs provided. Oh, damn. See, from the uh, Which you have to purchase, a, of course. You have to purchase the songs. Yes. I you mean, can. not in, like, obviously, we, we, we had a, you know, we're testing the game out, so yeah. it came with four songs. Should I have wanted any further songs, they have to purchase the songs. Ah, 
It's like a, a, you 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 buy a a premium Spotify account. Yeah, or it's just this is rough, man. I'm just gonna get, immediately jump into thumbs all the way down because oh, I can't figure man. out what the point of this game is. Well, how do they have it as VR if if it's just like? Well, because I guess if it's VR, you like you're like looking at the band, so you can like put the band like on your couch. And put the VR on and be like, "Whoa, man! It's like a band is playing in my room." Wow. Okay. But like okay. that's it. There's, 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 they don't do anything. All right. Then help, help me out. Then um, uh, I'm gonna change your perspective on this and okay. see if you can review it from, uh, if I think, and this is what I'm thinking here, if their target audience were people who, um, like to get really, really high, <laughs> like just dabs all day. Yeah. And then get real sedentary. Yeah. Get so Neko out to me anyway. All they can do is like look around. No. You think this is who they're targeting then? I would I would still yes. not play this game. You still? I would waste less time on this game and get Neko Atsume, which you, is the greatest game for the iPhone of all time. So you talk about like, you know, super high and just like, you know, uh, tongue lolled out, head back. I, I want to reiterate like, like that the band it, looks like they were the animated in 1998. Really? This looks bad. This is like PlayStation 1 bad. Well, PlayStation, come on, come on, wow. This uh, is a Sephiroth's original pointy face bad. Stop that. Stop that! That, was, uh, that art was was the bomb back 21 years ago. How dare you? Well, Besmirch. Oh boy. The good name of Severa. Oh man. Come on. I man. was gonna say I feel old, but I'm not like you know Kirk Douglas old, so it's okay. Well, you, hundred. You're, you're, you're not barrel chested like that. Oof. But yeah, this game I gotta say like I get. Why am I hitting myself? I really thought once I was playing it, I'm like, am I doing something wrong? There has to be more to this. Mm -hmm. But then I went and like I watched gameplay videos online, mm -hmm. and I went to their website again. No, no, this is it. Well, did anyone else uh, online have like, more saying, songs? Maybe that's the hook. The hook is if, you, if you, the hook is if you're like, man, I really want to get this song and watch this tiny phone screen band play it for me. It's almost <laughs> like Indian in the cupboard, you know. If you really want to watch tiny people do things, right. oh, you can you can get I, this I game or you can watch Night at the Museum. Pick your pick your poison. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, the game is called Riff. <laughs> it's available now for the HTC Vive and iPhone. And apparently, Mix Macabre gives it the highest of FUs. Um, yeah, and peace. sit and spins. Peace. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but am, am I in the ballpark? It's bad. It's bad. All right. It's just it's bad. Uh, okay, unfortunate. <laughs> um, it's amusingly you... not good, but it's just woof. <laughs> All right. It's just woof. Uh, all right, enough said. This has been the Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled show of goodness, badness, happiness, sadness, and wonderful, wonderful games called Riff. Uh, I want to remind you all, you were listening on WMFRadio.com, but if you also want to see these smiling faces and these pearly whites, by that I mean you all, not your teeth, uh, you can check them out at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. And also, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, all over the mother. If you have anything you want to chime in on and uh, hit us with comments, all that stuff, uh, send us an email at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just go to the website geek-down.com and you can find all the links to social media there too. Until next week, I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. I want to thank the awesome Mix Macabre. I am awesome. By the way, next week... Uh... Yes. I got to make your rook rundown. Stop it. Stop it. No, no. When, when I'm not, I, I'm not giving this, this up. I'm not giving this up. I, I eagerly await this. You stand uh, by the wrestler. Je mm. refuse. <laughs> All right. It's oh. happening. Oh, jeez. All right. I want to thank Brian Murphy. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Late to the game. All right. I want to thank you all, wonderful listeners. I gave you all the information, but you can catch us every Monday night right here on WF Radio. Same bat time, same bat channel every week.
And until next time, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.